The universe is adorned with stars, and so are you, and so am I. The universe arises out of a great void beyond our understanding, out of a darkness filled with light. Parts of us are one with this, and parts of us are uncertain of what to do about this. And so the second story or aspect in Ceremony and Debris goes back to my infancy and something I've talked of many times, wherein I would lie in bed in my little crib in the bedroom next to the bedroom of my late older brother, Michael. And I would listen as the house fell asleep, my brother and my parents, my brother next to me in the room, my parents downstairs in their master bedroom of our small home. And I would be aware of beings throughout the universe, various places close at hand throughout North America, across the seas into other continents, into realms which are ancestral and angelic, and of aspects that are hard for me to name as a human being. And throughout the universe, souls which were tangible to me as an infant girl. My tiny body was comprehensively safe in relationship to the part of God they were representing, embodying, practicing, being part of a family of. Each one of them and yet all together. So it became my practice from birth to lullaby myself into the night, wondering if one of them were wondering if I were wondering, if another one of them were wondering if I were wondering, if another one of them were wondering if I were wondering. And the lullaby was the thread of my love for God, touching one of them and another and another and another until I fell asleep on the loom of the Lord, on the great loom of the cosmos. All of us souls, all of us beings, in one weaving, yet individual street strands of thread, of floss, adorned with the stars and the oceans of cosmic light. What happens when we engage in this relationship is that we are faced every day with something difficult or confusing or dangerous. And yet we are not really of that. We are of the person who is the torturer or the slaveholder 
or the enslaved in their rage. And rather than being in relationship to the violence occurring according to their free will, we are of the free will, free in God, free in the cosmos, always the path. I who am of this, of the Lord, of him, of her, of that great one, how shall that grace embodied move through my breath as life? How shall that grace embodied move as breath through your life? And there is a great attribute <clears throat> considered to be receptive or feminine in the traditions of South and East Asia. Time. At a certain moment, the torturer realizes, I can't injure that girl. She could be my daughter, my mother, my wife, my sister, the inner parts of my own being. I can't do this anymore. Who am I? What, what am I to do now? And what happens in that now is all the beings who were with me in my infancy are beside the torturer, showing him or her the way to the stars this way. Breath by breath, all the beings who have studied the Holy of Holies have a signature written in the stars long before anyone would ever know your name or mine, our identity existed within the dreams and promises and plans and attributes of the absolute, of that great one, of the divine, of he who we call God, she who we call God, that which we holds so vast that it's hard to speak of or name. And out of that arises all of these beings in history who are my great friends and my holy relatives, relatives of that one holiness, who have instructed me every breath from my earliest moments of infancy, have never failed me, they never leave the very heart and soul of the divine, but rather have lived to the best of their abilities that I might find my way every breath. In that impeccability, that integrity, there's nothing else I really want. I really only want a life comprising these virtues embodied. Isn't that the most beautiful practice? Humble, dignified. Some years ago, Blaine and I were <clears throat> in Austin, Texas, driving down several hours drive, several hundred miles from the northern Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area into the Austin Metroplex. And I, I've told this story once before. I took a pair of new unworn men's flip-flops, you know, rubber little sandals, 
I had bought them for several dollars, several US dollars, <clears throat> some months before. I didn't know why, I just knew you were to buy these, so I did, with what else I was doing in the store. And I put them away, and I was worried that I was to take them on this journey, so I tucked them in the back of the SUV. And we were driving down South Congress Avenue, turning a right-hand turn to go onto an entryway to a, a, a small freeway there, heading out west. And there was a man standing, this was in the early to mid-summer, so the temperature was over 100 degrees. <clears throat> he was standing in disheveled clothing and bare feet. And I looked at him and I, I said to Blaine, his, his feet are burning. I, I have a pair of flip-flops I brought in the back of the SUV. Would you get them? And, you know, Blaine got up out of the vehicle, pulled it over to the side of the street, got up, went and got them, carried them to the man who was so grateful. He had just been released from the hospital. He was homeless. He had just been released. He owned nothing but the pair of shorts and the t-shirt on his body. He thanked us. We wished him well and asked that God bless him. And we drove off to the west. Where is that man? He who is adorned in the stars so deeply that I was directed in my heart of hearts by these flip-flops. Bring them in the car today. I didn't know why, but I knew to do this. Otherwise, I would have come upon that intersection and seen him and realized I have no shoes for him. His feet are burning. I don't know what to do to help him. And I could have found some way to help him or another being or Blaine or myself. In the next movement of time, which is your next breath, what is your path, which is always the path? so that your soul is adorned with the stars. And everywhere you turn, you are looking for your relations. And who are you of eternity? And you, who are you? When you face a being, whether it's an inner celestial experience of prayer and contemplation, or it's a human being in the streets of your life, in your home, in your place of work, if you're fortunate enough to have work, among your friends and family, if you're fortunate enough to have loved ones. You'll find that if you're attenuated to eternity in them and yourself, and you're looking everywhere always for God in all beings, including yourself, it is quite simple. The impeccability, the integrity is not for sale in the marketplace. Not to be compromised by any aspect of corruption. In almost all beings, this takes prayer, contemplation, and practice. We call this virtue. It's a great, noble, beautiful classroom the divine places in every living being. 
Living from this principle, we find that the mystery of the divine reveals itself to us in the next moment and the next, always calling us to the direction of eternity, of the Holy of Holies, which belongs really only to God or to the universe. And out of that great void, we embody the light, including all light. And yet we're just an ordinary, humble human being. When we turn to one another looking for scars, <clears throat> and justifying, and look what he did to me, and look what they did to me, and you wouldn't believe what you did to me. If when we experience a person doing this, we know that they are identified with being wounded, but they are caught in the wound rather than reconciling the wound back into the Creator. Directionally, we can help in our prayer and practice to restore them back so that we are all repatriated back to heaven on earth. And then at a certain point in the very depth of the heart chakra, spiritual heart and soul, we find that we are turned to the place in the tyrant, the sadist, the fallen being, where because of the critical mass of the beings throughout history, throughout the universe, who have embodied this path that is always the path, the moral strength of us, of it, is enough in us. The moral strength of that path is enough in us that the direction in the fallen being turns homeward because we are there with them. This is the blessing present in the prophets, in the Christ, in the mind of the Buddha. Oh, that I might be an instrument of this principle, which is of home, from home, leads me home, helps to caretake you home, tends us all home, the Good Shepherd shepherding us all home, always and everywhere. This is always the path.